Okay, I'm back. Still talking a little bit about um, self-employment because it is part of our uh, long-term lifestyle. Uh, being self-employed means that I have had the freedom to choose my hours. Now, of course, I, I like to work. I like to make money. But, uh, you know, I actually had gotten to the point uh, a few years ago before I had moved away where I was able to work three days a week and volunteer for various ministries for a couple of days a week. And my, my weekends were free. I didn't have to do anything. We were living in an apartment. And that is that was part of the plan. I wanted to get out of home ownership. Now, my situation today is complicated because I came back here to Gainesville and I just wanted to get an apartment because I don't like to fix things, don't like to clean things. I mean, when I say clean things, I mean, there's, I want the outside of the place to be someone else's responsibility. Well, we ended up uh, hiding out at my sister-in-law's house for a while. And after a while, we realized that she really did need us. And it did create a situation for us to be able to uh, share expenses and, and it is mutually beneficial the only downside being well I'm the default yard work person uh, and fixing a lot of other things but I can only fix so many things so we call people to do it there are other people in lines of work and we call them to take care of things around the house whether it's a plumber recently we found out the garage door is busted so we're having a local person come and do the garage door now, as I've been taking my window cleaning business and trying to, you know, spruce it up and bring it up to the next level, I said, you know, I never got any signs on my vehicle. And I tried to get somebody local to do this, called around, and some people didn't return my phone calls. And, you know, I just can't believe this. So finally, I, I went online. I ordered from someone I've done business with before. I got the, uh, I got these uh, 3M transfers uh, where I can put the letters on my vehicle. I did that. My wife has uh, one, a similar thing from Avon with all her information on it and she hadn't put it on so so I did that today and I'm doing all these little things around the house right now because my sister-in-law and my wife are both on a road trip right now. They're going back to Ohio back to the motherland uh, to visit their family they're having a, uh, a family reunion up there so I'm holding down the fort with the dogs I've got Plato or Chihuahua on my lap right now as we speak and I'm taking care of a lot of little details so I've got my vehicle lettering on and you know I had said earlier that having a business is a pain in the neck and that is true but the worst thing what's worse than being a, than having a pain in the neck business like that is having a brick and mortar store. That's why I said, you know, online businesses are kind of, a, or, or being an independent uh, dealer is kind of nice because you don't have to have a store. Because you could be shucking out a couple of thousand dollars a month for rent, another thousand dollars a month for electricity and water and whatnot. You know, it's really expensive to have a quote unquote real business. You know, where people say, oh, you've got a storefront and all that. It's really expensive to do. So if you're working out of your home, there are some things you need to know, though. 
And here in the city of Gainesville, they expect you to have a license. Yes, if you're an Avon lady, you have to have a license. If you are running a little business out of your house, you are expected to have a, li a license. I'm going to give you some important and valuable and morally questionable <laughs> advice right now. Because if you go down there and say, oh, I found out I need a license, I want to comply with the law. They say, oh, okay. Um, when did you start your business? Well, last year sometime. Okay, well, there's a fine of $250. What? Uh, I, th I think it's $250 for the first six months and then it gets worse. So when you go down and say, I need a license, they say, when did you start your business? Tell them this week. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> it may not be exactly true, but why are you just going to shovel $250 at them? You're going down there to be compliant with the law. And so you just go down and say, hey, I'm just getting started. And they won't bat an eye. Now, if you are a veteran, See, after I found out I was going to get beat up to the tune of 250 bucks or 200 bucks, whatever it was, um, when I told them I was a veteran, that made it all go away. If you are a veteran, then you are exempt from these fees. They will still give you a license, but your receipt shows you paid zero for it. So uh, that's a good thing. If you are a veteran and ask them about any other preferences or whatever it is that they'll give you uh I, I stopped when they said veteran so and they told me it was free so they uh saved me from that i was there with my checkbook preparing to pay my debt to society and they let me off the hook because i'm a veteran so that's one thing um getting letters for your vehicle that's a good idea because marketing is one of your uh biggest problems in a business is letting people know that you're around um, getting your business card out to people now when I first started this business I, I did shops where I went knocking on doors up and down the street you can't do that in most neighborhoods it is frowned upon and if it's a gated community they will release the hounds you know <laughs> or call the police or something they do those places are usually posted do not knock on doors in neighborhoods there are people that do a little bit of illegal marketing as far as going around putting flyers on doors uh, as long as the neighborhood doesn't say uh, no no soliciting you can get away with it but a lot of neighborhoods do have those uh, soliciting no soliciting signs so there are some things that are exempt from that but don't count on it if you have a business uh, make sure that you are reaching out you can do it nowadays uh, telling people on nextdoor.com uh, I know I've gotten a couple of jobs that way um, it's not placing an ad and if you're too pushy about your business after a while people will complain about you because it's a it's kind of a fussy little website but nextdoor.com is a place where um, you can put your uh, I mean you you put in your address you got to uh, you'll get a thing in the mail where you'll verify your address because they want to make sure that you are who you say you are and then you'll be able to communicate with people in your neighborhood and in surrounding neighborhoods and I think that that's that's pretty nice but it's important to have a lot of hooks in the water you'll have to get some uh, flyers of some sort made but don't 
Don't get cheap, junky flyers. Don't just run stuff off on your computer unless you're really good at that kind of thing. People want stuff. Uh, want They want stuff that makes you look like you're a professional. So the way that I kind of did the best I could with that was I, I did do a little desktop publishing. And I made sure that I wrote lots of good, important information. Uh, and it was good information. And sometimes I would find people quoting my material back to me because they would read this and go, wow, that sounds really good. And then when I'd, they'd call me, I'd show up and they'd confirm that I was going to do the things that it said on the brochure. And, you know, that's important. People want to know they're getting someone who knows what they're doing. Uh, people will not support you just because you're their neighbor. I've done that, and it was a mistake. <laughs> we had somebody that just kind of roves around the neighborhood here, and my wife paid him to uh, change out a bunch of outlets. And, yes, we got it done cheaply, but I ended up going back and fixing a bunch of things because all of a sudden we had a breaker that was flipping constantly. He tried telling us, oh, that breaker's gone bad. No, it wasn't that. He hooked up some things wrong, so I had to fix it. So just because you have a neighbor that says he can do something doesn't mean he can do it. Make sure that people can give you references. And if you have a business, collect references from people. Say, can I have people call you? Can't? Will you be a reference for me? Because people will sometimes ask for that. And if you just offer them, they usually won't call them, but if you just offer them, it shows that you've already done some business and people are happy with you. Now, it's hard to get people that work hard. And that's the reason why they're calling you. If you're doing a, a service business, they want somebody who's going to come and hustle. I paid a guy to rake leaves here once upon a time. It was several months ago. Guy come knocking on the door saying he was looking for work. I said, well, I've been meaning to rake all these leaves and bag these leaves. Will you do that? Okay. This guy was 30 years old. He was half my age. He spent more time leaning on the rake, resting, than he did raking the leaves. After a while, I paid him off just to get him out of here. I couldn't stand it anymore. Uh, I could work circles around this guy. And it's because he's just not used to working. You can't just go to people and say, hey, I need work. You have got to bring yourself up to a standard where people are willing to pay for your work. So no matter how old you are, maybe you're somebody that you're thinking to yourself, well, I'd like to start a business, but what is it that I can do? Well, I do mending. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people throw clothes away nowadays. They don't get stuff fixed. Um, so many people go to thrift stores, get things secondhand for a buck or whatever. It's hardly worth it to fix them. But sometimes there are people that want to get something that has sentimental value, something mended. And so you would want to put it out there that you do mending. You might want to put it on social media, put it on nextdoor.com, uh, make up some business cards. And think of some of the normal businesses, you know, the brick and mortar stores that might keep your cards around. I used to leave my cards at nail salons 
based on the idea that a woman who pays 50 bucks to get her nails done doesn't clean her own windows. <laughs> and uh, But I didn't get very many jobs from that. I got a couple. But, you know, people that, that get their nails done probably don't do their mending either. Or maybe you'd go to a dry cleaner's. Uh, there's a dry cleaner, so you might want to leave them some cards say, hey, I do mending, because there are going to be people who come in to get things cleaned, and they say, yeah, I got the, this zipper is broke, though. Do you know anybody that fixes this? Because people would go to their dry cleaners, sometimes ask them if they did that. Some dry cleaners used to have uh, seamstresses that fix things like that. So think about it. Uh, think about something you can do to add value to other people's lives where you are willing to be a servant to other people. Because if you want to serve people, you will be able to serve them. People love to get good service. People will pay for good service. I pay for good service. And here's a dirty little secret, everybody. I'm a good tipper. So anyway, <laughs> you know, I usually tip somewhere between 20 and 25%. Uh, because I like good service. And when I get somebody that's really knocking themselves out, I try to take care of them. So, anyway, that so much uh, for part two. In the last part, I'm going to give you a recipe for something that I just love to eat, especially during the summertime. You'll love it too, and it doesn't require any cooking. See you in a minute. Okay, I'm back. Still talking a little bit about um, self-employment because it is part of our uh, long-term lifestyle. Uh, being self-employed means that I have had the freedom to choose my hours. Now, of course, I I like to work. I like to make money, but uh, you know I actually had gotten to the point. Uh, a few years ago before I had moved away where I was able to work three days a week and volunteer for various ministries for a couple of days a week and my, my weekends were free I didn't have to do anything we were living in an apartment and that is that was part of the plan I wanted to get out of home ownership now my situation today is complicated because I came back here to Gainesville and I just wanted to get an apartment because I don't like to fix things, don't like to clean things. I mean, when I say clean things, I mean, there's, I want the outside of the place to be someone else's responsibility. Well, we ended up uh, hiding out at my sister-in-law's house for a while, and after a while we realized that she really did need us, and it did create a situation for us to be able to uh, share expenses, and, and it is mutually beneficial. The only downside being, well, I'm the default yard work person uh, and fixing a lot of other things. But I can only fix so many things. So we call people to do it. There are other people in lines of work and we call them to take care of things around the house, whether it's a plumber. Recently, we found out the garage door is busted. So we're having a local person come and do the garage door. Now, as I've been taking my window cleaning business and trying to you know, spruce it up and bring it up to the next level, I said, you know, I never got any signs on my vehicle. And I tried to get somebody local to do this, called around, and some people didn't return my phone calls, and you know, I just can't believe this. So finally, I, I went online, 
I ordered from someone I've done business with before. I got the uh, I got these tr uh, 3M transfers uh, where I can put the letters on my vehicle. I did that. My wife has uh, one a similar thing from Avon with all her information on it, and she hadn't put it on. So, so I did that today. And I'm doing all these little things around the house right now because my sister-in-law and my wife are both on a road trip right now. They're going back to Ohio, back to the motherland, uh, to visit their family. They're having a, uh, a family reunion up there. So I'm holding down the fort with the dogs. We've got Plato, our chihuahua, on my lap right now as we speak. And I'm taking care of a lot of little details. So I've got my vehicle lettering on, and you know, I had said earlier that having a business is a pain in the neck, and that is true. But the worst thing, what's worse than being a, than having a pain in the neck business like that is having a brick and mortar store. That's why I said, you know, online businesses are kind of, an, or, or being an independent uh, dealer is kind of nice because you don't have to have a store because you could be shucking out a couple of thousand dollars a month for rent, another thousand dollars a month for electricity and water and whatnot. You know, it's really expensive to have a quote unquote real business, you know, where people say, oh, you've got a storefront and all that. It's really expensive to do. So if you're working out of your home, there are some things you need to know though. And here in the city of Gainesville, they expect you to have a license. Yes, if you're an Avon lady, you have to have a license. If you are running a little business out of your house, you are expected to have a, li a license. I'm going to give you some important and valuable and morally questionable advice right now. Because if you go down there and say, oh, I found out I need a license, I want to comply with the law. They say, oh, okay. Um, when did you start your business? Well, last year sometime. Okay, well, there's a fine of $250. What? Uh, I, th I think it's $250 for the first six months and then it gets worse. So when you go down and say, I need a license, they say, when did you start your business? Tell them this week. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> it may not be exactly true, but why are you just going to shovel $250 at them? You're going down there to be compliant with the law. And so you just go down and say, hey, I'm just getting started. And they won't bat an eye. Now, if you are a veteran, see, after I found out I was going to get beat up to the tune of 250 bucks or 200 bucks, whatever it was, um, when I told them I was a veteran, that made it all go away. If you are a veteran, then you are exempt from these fees. They will still give you a license but your receipt shows you paid zero for it. So uh, that's a good thing. If you are a veteran and ask them about any other preferences or whatever it is that they'll give you. Uh, I, I stopped when they said veteran. So, and they told me it was free. So they uh, saved me from that. I was there with my checkbook preparing to pay my debt to society. And they let me off the hook cause I'm a veteran. So that's one thing. Um, getting letters for your vehicle that's a good idea because marketing is one of your uh, biggest problems in a business is letting people know that you're around um, getting your business card out to people now when I first started this business I, I did shops where I went 
knocking on doors up and down the street. You can't do that in most neighborhoods. It is frowned upon. And if it's a gated community, they will release the hounds, you know, <laughs> or call the police or something. They do, those places are usually posted. Do not knock on doors in neighborhoods. There are people that do a little bit of illegal marketing as far as going around putting flyers on doors. Uh, as long as the neighborhood doesn't say uh, no, no soliciting, you can get away with it. But a lot of neighborhoods do have those uh, soliciting, no soliciting signs. So there are some things that are exempt from that, but don't count on it. If you have a business, uh, make sure that you are reaching out. You can do it nowadays uh, telling people on nextdoor.com. Uh, I know I've gotten a couple of jobs that way. Um, it's not placing an ad. And if you're too pushy about your business, after a while, people will complain about you because it's a, it's kind of a fussy little website. But nextdoor.com is a place where um, you can put your, uh, I mean, you, you put in your address. You've got to, uh, you'll get a thing in the mail where you'll verify your address because they want to make sure that you are who you say you are. And then you'll be able to communicate with people in your neighborhood and in surrounding neighborhoods. And I think that that's, that's pretty nice. But it's important to have a lot of hooks in the water. You'll have to get some uh, flyers of some sort made. But don't, don't get cheap, junky flyers. Don't just run stuff off on your computer unless you're really good at that kind of thing. People want stuff... Uh, they want stuff that makes you look like you're a professional. So the way that I kind of did the best I could with that was I, I did do a little desktop publishing. And I made sure that I wrote lots of good, important information. Uh, and it was good information. And sometimes I would find people quoting my material back to me because they would read this and go, wow, that sounds really good. And then when I'd, they'd call me, I'd show up and they'd, confirmed that I was going to do the things that it said on the brochure. And, you know, that's important. People want to know they're getting someone who knows what they're doing. Uh, people will not support you just because you're their neighbor. I've done that, and it was a mistake. <laughs> we had somebody that just kind of roves around the neighborhood here, and my wife paid him to uh, change out a bunch of outlets. And yes, we got it done cheaply, but I ended up going back and fixing a bunch of things because all of a sudden we had a breaker that was flipping constantly. He tried telling us, oh, that breaker's gone bad. No, it wasn't that. He hooked up some things wrong. So I had to fix it. So just because you have a neighbor that says he can do something doesn't mean he can do it. Make sure that people can give you references. And if you have a business, collect references from people say, can I have people call you. Can't will you be a reference for me? Because people will sometimes ask for that. And if you just offer them, they usually won't call them, but if you just offer them, it shows that you've already done some business and people are happy with you. Now it's hard to get people that work hard. And that's the reason why they're calling you. If you're doing a, a service business, they want somebody who's going to come and hustle. I paid a guy to rake leaves here once upon a time. It was several months ago. 
guy come knocking on the door saying he was looking for work. I said, well, I've been meaning to rake all these leaves and bag these leaves. Will you do that? Okay. This guy was 30 years old. He was half my age. He spent more time leaning on the rake, resting, than he did raking the leaves. After a while, I paid him off just to get him out of here. I couldn't stand it anymore. Uh, I could work circles around this guy. And it's because he's just not used to working. You can't just go to people and say, hey, I need work. You have got to bring yourself up to a standard where people are willing to pay for your work. So no matter how old you are, maybe you're somebody that you're thinking to yourself, well, I'd like to start a business, but what is it that I can do? Well, I do mending. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people throw clothes away nowadays. They don't get stuff fixed. Um, so many people go to thrift stores, get things secondhand for a buck or whatever. It's hardly worth it to fix them. But sometimes there are people that want to get something that has sentimental value, something mended. And so you would want to put it out there that you do mending. You might want to put it on social media, put it on nextdoor.com, uh, make up some business cards, and think of some of the normal businesses, you know, the brick and mortar stores, that might keep your cards around. I used to leave my cards at nail salons based on the idea that a woman that pays 50 bucks to get her nails done doesn't clean her own windows. <laughs> and uh, But I didn't get very many jobs from that. I got a couple. But, you know, people that, that get their nails done probably don't do their mending either. Or maybe you'd go to a dry cleaner's. Uh, there's a dry cleaner, so you might want to leave them some cards and say, hey, I do mending, because there are going to be people who come in to get things cleaned, and they say, yeah, I got the, this zipper is broke, though. Do you know anybody that fixes this? Because people would go to their dry cleaners, sometimes ask them if they did that. Some dry cleaners used to have uh, seamstresses that fix things like that. So think about it. Uh, think about something you can do to add value to other people's lives where you are willing to be a servant to other people. Because if you want to serve people, you will be able to serve them. People love to get good service. People will pay for good service. I pay for good service. And here's a dirty little secret, everybody. I'm a good tipper. So anyway, <laughs> you know, I usually tip somewhere between 20 and 25%. Uh, because I like good service. And when I get somebody that's really knocking themselves out, I try to take care of them. So, anyway, that so much uh, for part two. In the last part, I'm going to give you a recipe for something that I just love to eat, especially during the summertime. You'll love it too, and it doesn't require any cooking. See you in a minute. Now for the part you've all been waiting for, I have a recipe, something I want to share. I think you'll really enjoy this too. Um, we stumbled over this by mistake, <laughs> by accident, in Homosassa. Is it guacamole? Is it salsa? I'm going to call it salsa mole because um, my wife isn't really all that crazy about avocados, but she did find she liked them in, in trace amounts. And so, 
We found this recipe for a guacamole where it's made with tomatoes and avocado. So what we do is we get a ripe avocado, cut the thing open, get rid of the seeds, scoop out all of the green stuff and mash it. To that, I add uh, about a tablespoon of minced garlic, about uh, uh, half a cup to three quarter of a cup of diced onion. Now this is where you decide whether or not you want this to be hot. If you use uh, Vidalia onions, this will not be hot at all. If you use regular cooking onions or maybe red onions, it'll be a little bit hot. But the onions are kind of the uh, determining factor because this is a fresh vegetable salsa. This isn't really meant to be a spicy thing. And so I like it just fine with the uh, uh, avocado, two diced tomatoes, dice them up small, and uh, a tablespoon of garlic, uh, minced garlic, salt and pepper, and the uh, about half a cup to three quarters of a cup of diced onion, make it nice and small, and some lime juice. How much lime juice? A splooch. That's the unit of measurement I call a splooch. I don't, I'm not really sure how much. It's just added to taste. Then you take some cilantro, fresh cilantro, chop it up. Um, once again, we're talking about a quarter cup of it maybe. Toss that in, stir it up really good. And then get the cheapest corn tortilla chips you can find, which is a buck at Save-A-Lot. Uh, and those are really good corn chips. And what we do is we just scoop it in there, you know, scoop up the salsa and eat it with that. And it is just delicious. I eat that stuff just for dinner sometimes. I think that we ate that a couple of times a week. We just loved it so much. It was something where we knew we were eating something good for us. And it was so tasty. And I was so glad it was something my wife and I both liked. And it didn't even have to be spicy. Now I have made it with some red onions. And yeah, that's a lot spicier. It's hotter. But it doesn't have to be made that way. So if you're looking for something that's really different, maybe to, to set at the uh, picnic table for your guests this summer, and you don't want to uh, you know, have their eyes popping out of their head because it's so spicy, then this is the thing for you. Salsa mole. Uh, <laughs> My sister-in-law, who has really got an aversion to spicy food, can eat this and actually thinks it's good. So, <laughs> so I'm pretty amazed. So um, anyway, that is something that I wanted to share with you because I do like to talk about food sometimes. And um, that's really about it. Now, something I'm going to do, I'm, de I'm dedicated pretty much to making one podcast a week. I made one in the middle of the week. Nobody listened to it. So uh, we're not going to do that anymore. I'm going to try to save it. I'm going to try to make them progressively longer, but I've got to have stuff to talk about and I want it to be local. You know, I talk about self-employment because, you know, that's kind of a local issue. There aren't a lot of uh, jobs here for working class people. But service jobs and small businesses are an excellent way for people who don't have college degrees to make a good living. And you want people like that to be able to make a good living. You don't want to have a lot of 
discontent people roaming around <laughs> with nothing but time on their hands. So, um, you know, even you know people who have college degrees now having a hard time. Uh, our town has always been buffered a little bit because we have the university here and we have a lot of government jobs here and that does kind of buffer us a little bit against, you know, when the economy goes south. But, you know, when it happens to you, it's a disaster, even if it hasn't happened to the rest of the country. So, uh, encouraging people, if you are, you know, very unhappy at your low paying job, you might want to consider starting your own business. I started my business, you know, I've told this story before, wrote a bad check for a squeegee you know, for like three bucks to start a window cleaning business. I stayed with it. Be faithful. Give good service. Don't give up and get acclimated to suffering. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you are going to suffer some. Don't take suffering as a sign from God that you shouldn't be in business or that you shouldn't be married or that you shouldn't be raising kids, whatever it else, whatever else it is you decide to run away from. Uh, suffering is part of this life. Um, I like getting used to the hot weather. I don't mind working outside. When other people are hiding inside because they don't want to work, I've got things to do. And it's been good for me. I'm 60 years old. I've stayed in pretty good health all these years. And I have a happy and fulfilling life with people who love me because I give good service. So this is Don, Don the Window Cleaner. I will talk to you next week. Please get in touch with me at dontwc.com. You'll see on the right uh, sidebar, if you're not using your phone, you'll see that the episodes are listed there. That's what I do. I list them there. And you uh, can check out past episodes. And if you want to drop me a line and give me an idea about things to do for this podcast, I am open-minded. Uh, write me at don at dontwc.com. So this is Don. I'm signing out. I'm going to go watch uh, a boring documentary because that's what I can do when the, the females aren't here. That's how I party. You have a great day. <laughs>